Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Krista B from Those Wrestling Girls. Now, if you know me, you know how much of a rock fan I am. And it's been so hard for me to get my hands on an actual rock t-shirt until now. I finally got my rock shirt and I got it from Ripple Junction. Ripple Junction is a team of imaginative pop culture fanatics who creates the planet's most awesome t-shirts and official licensed products. They are armed with all things WWE and it's always some fun, cute designs up there. So you have to go up there. Make sure you go to RippleJunction.com and don't forget to use the code Those Wrestling Girls for 15% off of your purchase. Hope to see you there and you have to let me know what shirts you got. Bye. What's up? We're back. We're in 2021. It's your friends, those wrestling girls. It's your girl, Krista B. And Queen PR. And like I said, we're back. We're in 2021. Happy New Year to y'all. Happy New Year, P. Thank you. You too, boo. Thank you. Thank See you. you. Twenty-one. Yes. Everything's starting brand new in 2021. Like, we can't let 2021 overtake us. Like, 2020 was trash by Suda. Yeah. Like, but... We have to pick up where we left off at. Yeah. Like we said, we're doing our Ruthless Aggression um, series. And we left off with Tori Wilson. Yep. And as promised, we are picking back up with Stacey Keebler. Yeah. Now, this is like two peas in a pod. Yeah. Just like when we closed out our Attitude Era series, we had to do like Lita and Trent. We did yeah. them together. We would have either did them back to back or together, but with Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson, they like go hand in hand. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoyed the show and mm-hmm. we kick it off. Yeah. So I knew about Stacey Keebler <laughs> later on because she dated George Clooney. And I was like, oh, wait, that name sounds familiar. Wasn't she a wrestler? And then that's when I started looking into her. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was her. Because, you know, we didn't really pay much attention to, like, the WCW girls and the Invasion Angle. I was I was kind of like, they never see Trish and Lita. So (laughs) I was actually watching the beginning stages of Invasion. Mm -hmm. Rock was still there. Oh, look, speaking of. Oh, my God, that shirt is so dope. Thanks for oh, the question. When did you get that shirt? When or where? Where? Ripple Junction. Oh, nice. Yes. Nice. Yes, 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 yes. So for those listening, Krista is rocking this dope t-shirt with Stone Cold Kane and The Rock. It's a so Royal Rumble t-shirt. Perfect. Right. So yeah. I, I, you know it's crazy? I forgot I even had this shirt, but this mm-hmm. is a perfect example of invasion because this was like the last time we saw them in this way before you know austin went on to retire because his neck and the rock became like the biggest movie star in the world and kane is now the mayor and you know he was doing these other transitions but yes um i was still watching the beginning stages of invasion because the rock was still there you know the rock and jericho's famous uh promo on Stephanie and Booker T and Rhino. And it was in Stone Cold. Like it was you started to see Stone Cold dwindle out a little bit, but you know that he was still there. So yeah, I was watching this. So when Stacey Keeber came along, yes, I remember her being with the Dudley Boys. I remember her being with Tess. I remember her being with Scott Steiner. I remember her being with Tori Wilson. 
I do remember all of that about her. So I never really stopped watching. I think I stopped watching it 2002, 2003-ish. So from like 2000, and 2000 to 2001, excuse me, that's when I was like still watching it. So yeah, I knew about Stacey Keebler. I really was just like, yo, she really has long legs. Oh my God, yeah. Like growing up, I was really tall for my age. And I'm all and all ready. Oh my gosh, she's so tall. She's so lanky. She's so this. She's so that. She has long legs. But then I saw Stacy. I was like, nah, my legs ain't like hers. <laughs> yeah, that is the one thing I will always remember about Stacy Keebler is her legs. How she used to enter the ring, mm-hmm. and all of the the table dances. So she was referred to a lot as the legs of WCW, the legs of WWE, because it's kind of like you said, it's kind of hard to ignore them. Like they're amazing. Though, <laughs> but I think. In one of the episodes of Raw or SmackDown, I think King or JR gave a measurement of her legs. And I think oh. it was like 63 inches or something like that. Like her legs are really, really long. If she don't have them legs insured. I was just thinking that. Like, it's no way. Like I would not, I would have legs like that and not have them insured. Right. Any bird poop getting on them, I'm suing. Yes. Period. <laughs> So, so Stacey Keebler, just a little quick bio. She was born in October of 79. She was a dancer growing up, which we can totally see. She danced jazz, ballet, tap. Um, she was a cheerleader for the Baltimore Ravens, um, even for like a little while while she was in WCW. Um, and she was hired because, I don't want to say because of her look, but that's kind of like how she got into wrestling. So she was a model, but she started out as a Nitro Girl in WCW. So for those that don't remember what Nitro Girls were, (laughs) they were dancers. So think basketball games and football games when there's like a lull or like a commercial break and the dancers come out and they dance, they do a dance for you. That's what the Nitro Girls were. (laughs) (laughs) And that was WCW's way of competing with the sex appeal over in WWE's Attitude Era at the time. So Stacey Keebler um, applied to be a Nitro girl and she was chosen. And that's how she got into wrestling. Do you remember um, Stacey Keebler at all in WCW or? I didn't know where they came from, to be honest. I- <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They just came out of nowhere. They just came out of nowhere. I was like, all right, so now we got more blonde females in WWE during Invasion. Like, even watching clips, I really don't remember, you know, like, yeah, she wasn't. Yeah. Listen, you know, we team WWFE all day. Yeah. So, like, don't know her at that time. <laughs> I, yeah, I I couldn't even tell you, like, who she was. To me, just, you know, like, 10 years ago, she was George Clooney's girlfriend. So I was like, oh, okay. But she had an interesting role in WCW, very similar to Tori Wilson. She was arm candy for a lot of wrestlers. Um, she became Miss Hancock in WCW and was in a relationship with um, David Flair. 
um, on screen. And a lot of people, I hear a lot of mixed reviews on that whole angle and just everything WCW was doing at that time. But there is something fun I read about her when I was looking her up. And so she became a wrestling fan before becoming a Nitro girl because her boyfriend at the time was a huge wrestling fan and was pursuing wrestling. And there is footage somewhere out there, I'm sure on WWE Network, of her at a Nitro show dancing in the crowd in a wolf pack you know, the red NWO shirts. So now I'm going to see, or if any of uh, you know, our wonderful followers on Twitter have that footage of Stacey Keebler, please post it. Cause I would love to see that. Right. Me too. That's right? like, save us the trouble of going back. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Help us out. I know there's a Stacey Keebler fan account that got all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, so she was in WCW for like a hot second and then she moved to WWE when, when WCW got sold, like we said, in the invasion angle. And like I said before, I just remember them, her and Tori just being these leggy blondes that like really thought they were going to compete with my Trish and Lita. Right. Like, no, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Like, no, that's just like not going to happen. Another interesting fun fact about Stacey Keebler, and I think we might have even mentioned it on the Tori Wilson episode. Go check that out. Um, Her and Tori Wilson teamed up together against Lita and Trish Stratus in the first ever tag team bra and panties match. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it's history, right? <laughs> Why does it always have to start there for these females? You know, like, right. it always has to start, oh yeah, bra and panty, oh yeah, pat on the pole, oh yeah, mud bath, like, <laughs> you said mud bath, but this is so like what it's it is. True though, like that's exactly. Sorry, I had to get some water. That's exactly like what it is. Like it should never. Your your debut should never be something scandalous like that. It should be some. Of course, it, it's it works because it's something. Oh yeah, I remember that. Like it, mm -hmm. it's a it's an aha moment. I remember that. But it should never, like, we know where we were when The Rock debuted, when Triple H debuted, when Stone Cold debuted, when Taker, well, we were babies when Taker debuted. But, you know, um, yeah, we were babies when Taker debuted. We might have been, like, very little babies, too. <laughs> yeah, you were January of that year. I was March of that year. So we was some months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. But we know, like we knew where we were when Kane debuted, when he ripped the, the um the door open off the off the cage to face Taker after he was in that cage match with Shawn Michaels. Like it should never be. Oh, I remember when Lita debuted; she was one of Godfather's hoes. It should never be like when Trish Stratus de debuted. Yeah, she came out as in a managerial role for testing um um A Train. Mm -hmm. But it's never like their first matches, and they should never be something scandalous and scantily like that. And right. it's unfortunate that it happened to be that way. So yeah. it, it's just like, oh, like, really? why? Yeah. Like, why? Like, <laughs> we get it at that time. That was their demographic, and you know, they were just that's how the guys and their boys were watching it. But it's just like you had females watching it too. Right. And after a while, and it's funny because we did the Attitude Era series. We have our shirt of your famous quote that the Attitude Era fucked us up. And the reason why we said that is because 
all of the crazy storylines, the sexist stereotypes, all that kind of, but like, I almost want to say that women were like objectified more in the ruthless aggression era than the attitude yeah, era. Ruthless aggression. Like, yeah. okay, so the attitude era, yes, a, there was a lot of sex, but there was a lot more I don't give a fucks more right. so than sex. Stone Cold Steve Austin was the king of I don't give a fucks. Yes. Yes. The Rock yes. became the prince of I don't give a fucks. Mm-hmm. Triple H became. What's after a prince? <laughs> anyway, like, yeah, like, I don't give a fuck, you know? So I can see that. But when it came into these females, it was just like, right, who's going to do the best strip tease? Who's going to wear close to nothing? Who's going to really be willing to be in this match to have some type of contract to be on TV every night? And mm-hmm. they probably liked it at that time, you know? They probably enjoyed it because they got to feed off the crowd. Right, but I'm pretty yeah. sure behind the scenes, it was just, it, it was some issues. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and it's funny. Another thing that makes me uncomfortable about a lot of things in the ruthless aggression era, there are so many instances where the women, especially Stacey Kugler and Tori Wilson, were treated as like property. So like there were matches where like they were put up as the prize of a match, which is just so like now that would like totally not be okay. But like it was so it was done so much before or insinuating that like women like we were always used as like the distraction, like the eye candy, like even right. Trish you was her coming out and distracting a match because of how she looked. And with Stacey Keebler, it was, it was like kind of the, you know, kind of the same thing. So like Stacey Keebler, she, after she kind of feuded with Trish and Lita, she became the Dudley boys manager and she was the Duchess of Dudleyville. And they used her in that way, just like most managers for her to dance on tables, come out, show her legs to, you know, distract the match. So it's kind of like, was she, can we even say like, and I, I hate to even ask this, like a lot of the roles of women back then, like, can we even say like they were wrestlers or were they like manager eye candy? I think for Stacy, it was more of a manager eye candy role. Like Tori, she went on to have these matches. Stacey, she had select few matches where she was able to, like, if we needed her to be in the ring to put on a fight, she can carry on a, a match, even if she didn't win. She was there for that. But with Tori, you know, Tori went from paddles on the pole, Brit Park, Braun panty matches, to actually doing real matches, even though it was towards the end of her career. Stacy, not so much. Like, yeah, Stacy went to a table. Stacy did a, a, a spinning heel kick every once in a while, um, a clothesline every once in a while, but it wasn't her thing. She was more so of, she was like Miss Elizabeth in that managerial role. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of Terry Martell, who could be a manager and a wrestler. Right, right. Do you think that is the reason why, um, and of course, in the future, that there's not to say she won't be in the Hall of Fame, but do you think that's why Tori Wilson maybe was chosen before Stacey Keebler to be in the Hall of Fame? Possibly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like, I mean, it was right for Stacey to induct Tori. Like, yeah. we can not have it any other way. But yeah. I also feel like possibly that's what it was because um, if you look at career-wise, like even in Nitro, I don't believe Stacey fought. You understand? I don't think she carried yeah. it. So, to be or to be pegged a wrestler, mm-hmm. but you didn't wrestle and then go into the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. something that's not heard of. 
Yeah. You understand? But I mean, he did have an a, a upstanding career, though, throughout the wrestling world. So maybe it can happen. I mean, JR is the first, and I think the first only ring announcer to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. So I guess it can happen. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I can see her because she did have, she did make a mark. Like you yeah. can't back on like the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era and not, and the women at least, and not think about Stacey Keebler. And I can't talk about Tori Wilson without mentioning Stacey Keebler. Right. Yeah. So she made her um, WrestleMania 18 debut with the Dudley Boys. And she was put through a table in that match, which caused the Dudley Boys a match. So that sort of ended their um, uh, partnership, I guess, with the Dudley Mm -hmm. Boys. Um, I don't remember a lot. I watched footage from when she managed the Dudley Boys, but I did like the outfits because I always thought their camouflage was so cute. (laughs) I would have a Halloween outfit. It would definitely be a Stacey Keebler and Dudley Boy merch, like with the crop top and the glasses and the... Well, yeah, know I like yeah. crop tops anyway. Oh, so yeah. You look good in crop tops. Thank Oh, I feel like I've, I found a new piece of merch for us. Oh, ooh, yes. Yeah. Done it. Done and done. Done and done. <laughs> that is it. That is it. Um, so she then went on to another interesting storyline that we cover a lot in our Tori Wilson episodes. Um, she fought to be Vince McMahon's personal assistant. And you talk about all of Vince McMahon's like affairs that he's had and mistresses that he's had over the years. Stacey Keebler was definitely one of them. And she, there's a lot of clips of her making out with Vince McMahon. What are your thoughts on this? And she, when I say she fought for it, meaning she like danced on a table, like she really was like, Vince, I wanna be your personal assistant, turned mistress. What are your thoughts, Krista? <laughs> I have to hear this. <laughs> I'm about to throw up in my mouth about this. Um, about I'm just like, why? <laughs> like you don't, you don't see that. Like just why? Uh, mm. <laughs> He's a just for entertainment purposes. You understand? And Linda's the strongest woman to be down with all these other women that was kissing up on him. Couldn't have been me. Couldn't have been me. Couldn't have, Couldn't I don't have. care how much money you throw in my way. Couldn't have been me. But I mean, I get it. Like I said, it was also sad to see, especially looking back now in retrospect, like hmm. this is what we were looking at. Mm-hmm. Like this is what we were idolizing. This is what we was like, oh yeah, Stacy about to get that job. Bro. <laughs> literally over here soliciting prostitution at this point. Right, right. Yeah. That's what makes me happy, like looking back in these older eras, because like what inspired our show was the evolution of that. So it's really fun to like look back and really see how women were presented on in wrestling and be like, wow, like we really came a long way. And I think you'll be happy to know that what put a stop to Stacey and Vince was Stephanie McMahon becoming general manager, and she put a stop to that. Like, I'm so happy. Can't, I got to give it up to Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I yep. I need, we need a part two spotlight on Stephanie. Yo, you know what's funny? Um, a friend of mine said, because he had just listened to our Stephanie McMahon episode, plug, check it out. 
And he said that we should do another one because he feels like there's even more to be said about there's Stephanie. So much more about Stephanie. Like, yeah. Stephanie, I feel like if Vince did not have a daughter named Stephanie McMahon, I can only imagine where the women's division was going. Oh my God, yeah. So maybe I'll listen to our Stephanie McMahon episode, we'll see what we didn't cover. And and guys, let us know in the comments on Twitter, Facebook, all of that. Let us know if you want us to do another part two on Stephanie because she she's just amazing. And all these errors we cover, Stephanie McMahon has a huge role in it. And, and she became the general manager of SmackDown, which kind of ushered in a whole new era of SmackDown. Um, looking back. so that yeah, so that's pretty cool. So yeah, we I really feel like Stephanie. I mean, we we give everybody their flowers, but I feel like Stephanie deserves like gardens and pastures full of flowers. <laughs> yeah, and she gets such a bad rap too sometimes because I feel like people don't understand how corporations work. So they like blame Stephanie for stuff. It's which always is- easier to blame the woman than the man. Right, 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 right. And she holds it down. So shout out to shout out to Stephanie. And who cooks up the space when she's in the room? Mm. Ooh. And even if she takes I up that space, she's gonna create more space for her to take up. I love that. I love that. That's gonna be a high a highlight quote in this episode for sure. Oh, that's definitely going on a shirt. Yeah. Oh. Please let's start writing this shit down now. So if you guys haven't already, another shameless plug. We do have official merch. We're working on a new collection. So make sure you get your hands on our Attitude Era collection before it is too late. Um, so going back to Stacey Keebler, she ended up leaving SmackDown and going to Raw to be with her real life boyfriend at the time, Test. Who also dated Stephanie in the show and was about to marry. Uh, <laughs> like a full circle thing in here. I didn't know that her and Tess were like dating in real life. Oh, I did. So she I went did. to be his marketing agent, another form of, you know, being um, a manager. And they were supposed to be bad guys, but apparently. Um, the fans kind of got behind them, so they became um, fan favorites, which is really did not get behind being a part of test testicles. What was it? <laughs> testicles? Yeah, testicles. Yeah, testicles. yeah, testicles. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like once it starts to grow, people so people are like, "Well, I'm a part of test testicles," and like the signs and stuff. I'm just like, "Oh man!" Another- like, that's a genius on some things. That was a genius move right there. Really, it kind of was. For that era, because like you couldn't do that now, but like for that era, I feel like it like totally worked. And then you have Stacey Keebler on your arm, like I mean, anything exactly. really could work. But one of the things I was gonna mention as his marketing manager or um, agent, I should say, um, she suggested things like that and was giving him like advice on his career, which ended up being a really um, good storyline. Then you enter Scott Steiner, and this is when things get very uncomfortable for me personally. So she kind of hints at leaving Tess for Scott Steiner. Because, and I didn't like- Because during that um, that angle, whatever, Tess began to lose a lot. So as he was losing a lot, he was always blaming Stacy. Even if Stacy really wasn't doing anything, he was always blaming her. So... Um, Scott Steiner started coming out as that rescue, as that hero. Like, you're not going to put your hands on her. 
You're not going to fight her. You're not. That's a woman. You treat her like a woman. And then, you know, they had that match where if if Tess won, Stacey would be his. And if Scott won, Stacey would be his. Unfortunately, Tess won. And Stacey became the sex slave of Tess. And I'm just like, really all sex slave? Looking back at it. Okay, whatever. So crazy. So crazy. And then afterwards, um... I think something happened with Tess or Scott Steiner came and like took Stacy from Tess or whatever. And then that's when like we again WWE toxic as hell. Um <laughs> that's when the abuse angles and stuff started to come up with Stacy and um Stacy and, and Scott. And I'm just like, bro, you are do you see your arm? Like you really wanna sit here and hit this woman in this ring? Thank God for Stone Cold. Right, he always saves the day. Thank God for Stone Cold. Like he saved the day from for uh, what's what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Um, Freddie Blassie. Oh, right. I was watching that episode. I kid you not. After that was literally his last appearance on WWE because a week or so after that episode with um Stone Cold saved Freddie, he yeah. passed away. Oh my god! Pretty black away right after that 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 episode. Wrestling is so strange. Like that Ultimate Warrior shit. Like a couple days after he's inducted in that weekend, that cryptic ass speech in the ring, and it's just like, (laughs) oh, Ultimate Warrior passed away. And I'm like, what? He was just you. But you, huh? Like I was so confused. You know what's crazy? I was in Orlando. Oh my God. I wasn't at WrestleMania or anything, but I was in Orlando. <laughs> I was in the vicinity though. I, you know what's crazy? I was, I didn't even, where I was, I didn't even see any like wrestling, anything or whatever, which was surprising to me because I was in Orlando. Right. And I was just like, wait, so wrestling was like right under my nose and I I, I didn't smell it. I didn't sniff it out. <laughs> It's not like Brooklyn where there's banners everywhere downtown in Brooklyn, like when WWE's at Barclays Center. Right, it's true. Yeah. It's and like probably, I think I'm glad I didn't go to that WrestleMania because I think I would have been so heartbroken seeing Undertaker lose. Oh yeah. Oh, I would have been devastated for sure. I devastated. Mm. Especially like because I was not particularly a Brock Lesnar fan at the time. So I would have been like, what's happening? <laughs> like I would have been like what? <laughs> I was like, nah, I'd been like rematch, do over. Yep. Oh, he's concussed. All right. Go give him some of this. Stuff. Go get the urn. Bring it right. back. Right. Right. Let him recharge. And right. Let's, he back. Back. let's do this again. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but um, that Stacey Scott thing became really ugly. I didn't so, like I don't like it either. For some reason, it made it seem so real, like he was really abusive. Yeah, and it's believable because Scott Steiner did seem kind of like unpredictable. He's really strong. Like it was very uncomfortable for me. Um, the whole sex slave thing. I feel like no one should be a sex slave unless they want to be. Right, <laughs> right. All right, now let's be real. And kids, if you're watching this, please cover your ears or just fast forward it. Are you trying to lose walls? <laughs> I'm like, are you trying not to, are you trying to walk around, you've been riding on a horse 
for 15 days straight without getting off the stretch. Like, to be, are you, you trying to have no gag reflexes? Oh my God. Like, <laughs> we, we really got to think here. <laughs> that, and, and, and if anyone, if that's your choice, that's your choice. But the storyline with Stacey Keebler, it just seems so uncomfortable because she, everyone played their role very well. Like Stacey Keebler looked scared. Like she looked like she was like a victim of like domestic abuse. And that's what like made it uncomfortable. And it was worse in WCW. Like I've seen old Nitro episodes of Scott Steiner being like that guy. And I'm like, looking back, I'm like, I know 2020 or 2021 is a whole different world when it comes to these things. But I still can't help but think like, yeah, I really thought these storylines were okay. Like, I feel like certain storylines in 2021 will work because a lot of people are more in tune with their sexuality and, you know, you know, being sexually fluid and things like that. So I feel like certain storylines would work. But, honey, let me tell you something. Not no that anything with slave in it was not passing this this time. Right. At all. Like, are you dumb? Right. <laughs> and it's a kid's show. <laughs> On top of everything else, this is supposed to be a show for family. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Not Ruthless Aggression yet. PG oh, yet. Right. Not Ruthless yeah. Aggression. You're absolutely right. That baby, oof. Yeah. So that happened. And another person that you'll be happy to hear save the day for her was McFoley because he was a manager. And he freed her from being a sex slave, um, which only McFoley can do. Shout out to him. He's such an amazing person outside of the ring. He follows us too. And follow us on, on, on. yeah. And I just follow him and everything he stands for. And he's so positive and he's so into equality and he's amazing. So I'm glad that when I was looking back, I was like, I'm so glad it was like Mick Foley that kind of like freed her from this crazy ass storyline. Her next <clears throat> feud or storyline um, also had to kind of deal with objectification. And it was all about this Playboy magazine cover. So a lot of the divas at the time were feuding over who should be on the Playboy cover. And Stacey Keebler was a part of that. Um, and honestly, I think she was hot enough to be on the Playboy cover at the time. <laughs> Most WWE girls are hot enough to be on. Exactly. Look at China. First of all, they they made China real feminine to put her on the Playboy cover. Yeah, they really, so, really did. China, no, no shade, no tea to China, because I already know how we feel about her. But given how she looked before and then how she looked now to be then to be on Playboy. Oh, talk about a journey. (laughs) A glow up is real. Yes, shout out to China. Um, So she then participated in a tag team evening gown match. She participated just like Tori Wilson in a lot of specialty matches that I'm not going to mention on this show. But if you want a longer list, check out our Tori Wilson episode. But I had to mention this one simply because it was another history making tag team match. So those that don't know, an evening gown match is a match where the women come to the ring dressed in evening gowns and you win the match by successfully stripping the other opponent of their evening gown. Basically just throwing all the money away. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Wait, I'm not wearing a gown out and then you to rip up. Like, Oh no. 
Like, are you dumb to pay me my money back? Don't right. And it's, it's not dress. It's not party dress. It's evening Music gown. All the way down. Yes. Ooh. Sorry, guys. All mm. the way down to your damn ankles. Yes. <laughs> like a prom dress type dress. Like, yeah. We're not, we, we not doing that out here. At no, all. Definitely not. Then we saw her take over the 2004 Diva search, which led to her um, feuding with like Molly Holly, Jazz. Um, and then I have to mention this other match only because it just, every time I hear it, I'm just like, what the fuck? It was a Fulfill Your Fantasy Battle Royal. And fans had to vote on what the divas would come to the ring dressed as. So they would, you would fulfill their fantasies. You could be a schoolgirl or a nurse or like, yes, Crystal, like this Basically, they was just like all the pervy minds go ahead and explore. Yep, absolutely. And she was in that match along with a lot of other people. (laughs) So, um, so she doesn't stay in the company long after this. She does have a storyline with Randy Orton, who at the time was a, very, very, very new. He was a face and she was his girlfriend until she he hit her with an RKO. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's just like really everybody with an RKO, okay? <laughs> yeah. So that was I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah. And then before she left, um, I mean I I Love Hurricane. I thought I thought he was so funny, like his whole like stick and everything. But I oh, forgot. <laughs> yes, I forgot that Stacy at one point was affiliated with him and Rosie and was Me too. Super Stacy for a little while. I think that's where I stopped watching it, like around that time. So I didn't know. So when I saw that your notes, and I'm like, wait a minute, what? Yeah, <laughs> Hurricane and Molly Holly. Yeah, and it was Hurricane and Rosie. And then that was it. Like I didn't. And then Rosie, no, that was after three minute warning. And then you know Hurricane and the Rock thing and whatever. I was just like, huh? Yeah. Super Stacy, huh? Yeah, totally forgot about that one. <laughs> but that happened. And then in 2006, she ended up leaving WWE and went on to be an actress. Um, she was a contestant on Dancing with the Stars, yeah. um, where they really capitalized on on that. And you know how I feel about the women that are able to do more outside of WWE. So I feel like it was so cool that she was able to do that. And they nicknamed her on Dancing with the Stars the Weapon of Mass Seduction because of her legs. So it's like she was always appreciated for that, you know, like no matter what. Why did that be seduction? I'm confused. <laughs> I'm being very petty tonight, y'all. But I mean, there's some truth in what I'm saying because ugh. totally. I'm just so glad the women are doing so much better now. Yeah, I agree. And I was surprised to learn that she has a lot of credits as an actress. She was on How I Met Your Mother, Psych, um, Chuck. These are all old. Chuck. Like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? Wow. Chuck. Now Remember. I gotta go look for Chuck. <laughs> I was like looking at it, her IMDb, and I was like, "Oh my god, wow!" And she made it really far in Dancing with the Stars as well. And she dated George Clooney. I mean, when <laughs> I was like, "Oh, come on, Stacey!" Yeah, yeah. And of course, she did a lot of modeling. She was on the cover of F 
HM, Maxim, Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. So Stacey Kiebler, and now um, she's kind of like a fitness influencer on Instagram. Inf I'll just say she's an influencer on Instagram. She comes back to WWE every now and again. We mentioned that she inducted Tori Wilson um, into the Hall of Fame, but she's really been able to kind of build a career for herself like Tori Wilson yeah. after her time as a wrestler. And I really, I, I respect everything that she did in the industry because you know, we are kind of like making fun at how she was objectified, but it also takes a very strong woman to put themselves in that position and still give themselves, give their hundred percent to the role. And Stacey Keeper did that. And I feel like she definitely made her mark in wrestling. Like you can't, like we said, you can't go back on this era and not mention Stacey Keeper. That's true. Like Stacey Keeper and Terry Wilson are pivotal moments, pivotal factors of the ruthless aggression era. And yeah, there's really no going back or not like overpass, like surpassing them. Like yeah. you can't go over them without, you know, cause then we'll fight you. Then that's going to be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. Um, definitely a, um, a staple in ruthless aggression era. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So we hope to see Stacy in the hall of fame sometime soon. It'll, it'll be well-deserved. Like, although she didn't wrestle as much, she still made an impact on the women's evolution and ruthless aggression. You know, she went on to do bigger and better things. So I really do hope to see that Stacey in the Hall of Fame soon. Me too. Me too. And I'm glad that we were able to see her live at... Um, 2019 Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame that was really cool and hearing I also like one thing I weirdly like about wrestling is when you find out about like all the behind the scenes friendships and stuff and then we got to learn like how close Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson really were backstage and I like to hear that only because and the same with Trish and Lita because at the time they were so like paired together but they were also going same thing so that they were kind of able to like support each other and all that kind of stuff so that was fun being able to see that and i hope she does get inducted into the hall of fame one day. right right she's really dope oh i'm sorry i was looking at the scrolling thing i was like wait a minute krista v sonda hey, my knee. <laughs> that's me speaking of krista b sound off by the time this episode is out another sound off will be out hopefully queen pr can join me on it yeah. um I have a lot to discuss to, on that sound off, so I really want you guys to listen to it. Also, please join us on Clubhouse because we are doing our very first club room. Well, yeah, our very first club room. Um, it's going to be really fun. So if you're on Clubhouse, join us on Clubhouse. You can follow us. Um, I'm Miss Krista B. She's Queen PR on Clubhouse. We're going to be at those Wrestling Girls Club Room. So please join us there. Make sure you follow us everywhere else, YouTube, Patreon, uh, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, pers our personal ones and our brand ones. Um, am I missing anything? Um, no, I think that I think that's it. That was good. And um, so our um, Krista B Sound Off is the most popular content on our Patreon. Um, so if you are not a member of our Patreon, please please support. It's one dollar a month. It either goes to a nonprofit or something very important. Meaningful, to us. important to us, right? Yes. So um, we really appreciate the support. Um, we have the watch parties coming. We have more sound offs coming. Follow us on Clubhouse. Follow us on TikTok. Join the Facebook discussion group, <clears throat> and yeah, continue to rock with us for twenty twenty one. 
Yes, 2021 is going to be a big year. It's going to be our year. Look out for myself, Queen PR. Look out for those wrestling girls. And on that note, it's your girl, Krista B. And Queen PR. And we are out. We are one half of those wrestling girls. And I'm here to remind you that we dropped our very first capsule collection to celebrate two years of those wrestling girls it's our attitude ever themed it's only going to be available for a limited time only so make sure you check it out we have a hoodie t-shirt mugs and a little bit more so make sure you check that out and thank you for supporting those wrestling girls Thank you for joining Krista B and Queen PR on another episode of Those Wrestling Girls. New episodes drop on YouTube and all podcast platforms every other Monday. We also have exclusive weekly content that's released on Patreon, just $1 to $5 a month. And every month we support a different nonprofit organizations with part of those proceeds. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook and join our Facebook discussion group where we host live Five episodes monthly, including our show with Face B Hills High Podcast, Thirsty Thursdays. See you there, and thank you for supporting those wrestling girls. Mwah.